0: church. Hello, baby. How are you doing tonight? You back there and you over there and you over there and you over there. Let's stand together. It's great to have you here. I hope you're expecting <laughs> great things. Our Lord, our Savior, our King is why we're here. Let's bow our heads and our hearts together and just ask him to bless this time. Father, we are grateful to you, Lord, for another opportunity to fellowship. The Queen Onea, Father, to be able to gather together because of you what you've done in your finished work on the cross allowing us to come into your presence into the very throne room of the king of kings lord into your father's house god and we just come here ready to celebrate lord in song and to just enjoy a time of deep study of your holy word lord we just pray for transformation renewal empowerment to discipleship lord god of our hearts in our lives lord and we pray that you would use us lord beyond these walls to share your love with others we just pray father that there would be many many that would come to you lord as we Move in your spirit, advancing your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: one more time behold Oh,
0: God, not the will
1: trust and will not the Lord my God is my strength and my song. so I speak of my salvation. la 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 Thank you, God and I nice. He is so good. Spirit of God, we lift our hands and surrender to you. Um There Spirit Sweet Spirit You reach, Lord. You reach with arms of tenderness. Johnny. Unto you, you rescue me and make me you reach with arms heart, uh-huh. yes you did you reach with arms a tenderness Fall, I fall before you. Glory unto you.
0: Thank you, Lord, for rescuing us and drawing us close and holding us in your hands and allowing us to rest in your bosom, Lord God.
1: The love of God is greater far than tongue or never tell. It goes beyond the highest star and it reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty payed bowed down with care God gave His sons to win His erring child He reconciled And pardoned from His sin O oh, love of God, how rich and pure Measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure. On earth the quill and every man a scribe by truth. To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the storms take a hold, and stretch from the sky, Lord to sky. For everything. God. Oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong it shall forever a
0: be
2: How's everybody doing tonight? Good. <clears throat> so before I start, um to those that uh, that don't know me, my name is Raphael. I'm one of uh the members here. I just wanted to introduce myself. I know you guys were expecting Pastor Frank, but I'm the other the other bald guy. <laughs> it's not a requirement to be up here, by the way. Um so before I start, um, I'd like to uh, tell a story, so please bear with me. Um, I heard this story from um, a few other people, and they both said, they both said that it didn't come from them, so I don't know who to give credit to. Just know it didn't come from me. <laughs> All right So the story goes something like this: A father and his son uh, are walking through a strawberry patch walks through the strawberry patch and picks up a strawberry to give to his son to eat. The strawberry is good, and it's beautiful, and it's perfect, and it's sweet. But something happens with the strawberries over time. Eventually, the strawberries are taken in, chopped up, and used in other foods, like put on top of cereal. And eventually, the strawberries are made into strawberry preserves and jam. And eventually, the strawberries get messed with. Right? And, and they get processed and put in things like Pop-Tarts, <laughs> things like that. And eventually they go into the laboratory where there's the essence of strawberry without the strawberry. Right? Those are drinks that have uh, strawberry flavor but don't have strawberry. And eventually men don't take their sons to strawberry patches anymore and they go and get strawberry slushies they don't actually have any strawberry in them whatsoever. It's just a combination of chemicals, colors, and high fructose, this and that. And the kid loves the strawberry slushes. And he gets used to the strawberry slush. And then one day, the kid who's grown to love the strawberry slush, has no, that has no strawberries in it, is walking through a strawberry patch, picks up an actual strawberry, an organic one, right no pesticides gmo everything and he doesn't like it cuz it doesn't taste like the slush and i share that with you today because that is what has happened with the gospel there's that essence of the gospel but there's no gospel in it there's gospel this and gospel music and but it's missing something and it's 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 actually quite Simple and easy to grasp that like a little kid can grasp it, but with this this modern world that we have now it's it, the gospel's been messed with, and there 's that essence of the gospel, but it there is no no gospel in it and so i 'm going to be preaching today um, on the resurrection um, initially I had <laughs> When Pastor Frank had that message about leadership, and I messaged him, I'm like, oh, if I, I, if I ever get another chance, you know, I'm interested. And I had finished my study on um, the lost parables in, in Luke 15, the, the, uh, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal son. And I was so ready, and then Pastor Frank called me Friday, and I'm like, uh, and then Holy Spirit led me to 1 Corinthians 15, and this is where I'm at now. So I had to be, you know, obedient to the Spirit, so you please stand with me and read um, the word 1 Corinthians 15:12 to 20 <clears throat> so the word, <clears throat> word of the lord says now if christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead How do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is is also empty. So we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile, and you're still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of all men the most pitiable. But now Christ is risen from the dead, and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, for for this fellowship, this gathering, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for your finished work on the cross, your life, your perfect life, Lord God, your death, which is your sacrifice, Lord, the perfect lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world, and your resurrection, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for your grace, your love, and your mercy, which is new every day, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you speak through me, and may I decrease, Lord God, and may you increase, and I just hide behind the cross. All this I pray in your son's name, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. 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 You may be seated. <clears throat> so, the resurrection is the most fundamental doctrine of our faith. It's, everything hangs in the balance of the resurrection. Um, you know, many will say, Christ died for your sins, it 's a true statement, but it 's incomplete because he didn't die just die he rose again right so the good news would not be good news if Christ just died if he did not rise it would not it would not be good news and um, everything hangs in that balance of of this doctrine so what is the gospel right um in my last uh um, preach, my, my last uh, message, I preached on verses 1 through 8. So I want to back up just so we have context. right? We, I always like to read within the context of, of um, a passage. And I'm just going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 15 1 through 8. If, you're still, if you still have your Bibles open, it's just right above the, <laughs> those pages. Um, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the church of Corinth. And uh, he addressed them because some of them did not believe in the resurrection. He, he gave them the gospel, but um, they didn't believe in the resurrection. Okay, so he's reiterating the gospel here. He goes, uh, so Paul writes, "'Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, "'which also you received and in which you stand, "'by which you also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, "'unless you believed in vain.'" So he's saying, "I preach to you the gospel. This is what I I preach to you. If you don't believe it, then everything's it's, it's in vain. It's empty, right? For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. And here it is: that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again on the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen by Cephas. That's Peter." And, the, and then by the 12. After that he was seen by, other, by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. He's saying he showed himself to 500 people all at the same time, not one at a time. Um, and we know that scientifically that's impossible if someone says um, it, it was a hallucination. Uh, 500 people cannot, scientific by science, right, They can't have the same hallucination. No two people. It's almost impossible. How much more? 500, right? Um, And after that, he was seen by James. That's Jesus' uh, half-brother. And then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one, born out of time. So when he talks about according to the scriptures, Christ died according to the scriptures, Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. He's not talking about the New Testament, right? The New Testament was not written yet. It was all in the Old Testament, and um, how do we know this? Because it was prophesied. You know, um, Psalm 22, Isaiah 53, um, Psalm 16, Psalm 16:10, and Hosea. Just a few of them, right? And it's all there, um, it's all there uh, prophesied in the Old Testament. You just have to believe it and see it. It's just that some people chose not to, right? So he proclaimed the gospel to them, and he's repeating this. And he made sure that, you know, he, he emphasized that he, he, uh, Christ died for our sins. So here in, in um, oh, before I, before I ask, what's the best proof? that if someone died, that they're actually not dead? Like, how would you know if they're not dead? What's what's the best proof of evidence that someone's not dead? You show up, right? (laughs) Yeah, So you show up. So here in Acts 1, 1 through 3, uh, this is Luke, uh, Dr. Luke. He writes, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and, t- and teach until the day in which he was taken up after after he through the Holy Spirit and gave, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So here it says, he presented himself alive. He showed up. The Greek for um, infallible, where it says infallible uh, proofs, is, is solid evidence. It's another um, word for solid evidence or undeniable um, proof. And he not only presented himself um, in, in 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 life, but he also stayed with them. He didn't appear, disappear, and, and this and that, and. and he stayed with them. He fellowshiped with them, and during those forty days, for forty days, he was speaking to the things pertaining um, uh, of the kingdom, things about him in the scripture, and again, that's the Old Testament. <clears throat> um, oh, sorry. So one uh, of the examples, one of my favorites, was when he showed himself. Um, to the disciples on the road to Damascus. I mean, not uh, Emmaus, sorry, <laughs> not Damascus, that's Paul. Um, the two uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus, and one of them was Cleopas, and I'm gonna p- uh, paraphrase um, before I get to that. So he, he was saying that, uh, so in this passage, the two disciples were walking to um, Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem, and Jesus drew near to them. He he walked with them. And he asks, you know, what's wrong with you guys? Why are you guys so sad? <laughs> and one of them, uh, Cleopas, says, are you not? Are you the only one in Jerusalem that doesn't know what happened? You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying like, you know, Jesus died. How do you not know this? We're all, you know, upset. Um, and that was a big deal to them. You know, that was like the biggest um, event in their life. Um, for me, uh the biggest like worldwide event was nine 11. And that's something I'll never forget. I'll never forget where I was. I was, I was in class and who the, the teacher that I, I had in like my class, like the whole thing. I remember specifically um, what happened and I'll never forget, um, you know, the emotion I felt, the horror. So that's like something similar to them. This is of course, Jesus dying is much, much greater. Um, and that, for them, they were so down, they thought that that was their, their Messiah. They even said, you know, Jesus was a mighty prophet in deed and word before God and all the people. Um, but then again, they also told Jesus that uh, the, on the third day he rose and the women found um, nobody in the tomb. And an angel said that he's alive. So that's why I get to this, this um, passage Jesus says to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets no, in all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And in the begin and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He was saying, How do you guys not believe that? I was with you. I was with you all this time, I was teaching you and and someone told you that I uh, my body's not in in the grave it's not in the tomb and even uh, an angel told them that I'm not there that I'm alive but um they still they were still down and sad but they should have been happy and rejoicing because that that means he's alive he's everything he said was true um so that's why he was say he called them foolish ones slow of heart to believe and so this is in in relation to Acts 1 through 3, he was teaching them, it says, and beginning at Moses, the first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and all the prophets, your major and minor prophets, Isaiah through uh, Malachi. And so, um, that's what he did for 40 days uh, to his his disciples. And there are points of validation um, that I have here on... Uh, proofs of why he 's alive some infallible uh, proofs the first one is the empty tomb right if there 's no so none of these is just um, just one proof they all work together um, in in proving that he 's alive so the first one is an empty tomb right if there 's no body if if there's uh, the tomb is empty then there 's no body, then that means he 's most likely alive or someone took the body but there's also the inability to present a dead body. To prove someone is dead, all you have to do is find the body, but they could not find the body. Another point of validation is the transformation of his disciples. Now, when his disciples, um, when Jesus was arrested, that, um, that night where he was arrested, all his disciples ran away. Um, they were scared, right? I remember Peter, um, Peter who just took off um, the high priest's uh, servant, Malchus, his ear, right? He had a sword and just chopped off his ear. And he was ready to die for, for Jesus, um, who later denied Jesus, right? Ran away, got scared, denied to a servant girl, right? One minute he was cutting off someone's ear with a sword, and the next minute he's scared of a servant girl saying, aren't you... Um, don't you know Jesus? And he he denied it, uh, Jesus. He said no and ran away, right? He was running scared. But after he received the Holy Spirit, he was transformed by the gospel and he preached boldly, right? And he even went to die uh, for for the gospel. He died upside down uh, on the cross because he said he wasn't worthy to die um, in the same manner as Jesus. Like, how do you explain that? How can you explain such a transformation? Nobody will die for a lie. Um, <clears throat> and then other historical proofs and records. Um, if, you're, if you were here when um, Pastor Chris had preached, uh, he mentioned there's over 25,000 manuscripts um, of the Bible. Um, and how do you prove that someone existed before um, photography, right? Photography was invented around the 1800s. How do you know George Washington was a was a real person? How do you know, you know, Socrates was a real person? They were written about. <clears throat> excuse me. They were written about, and they had um, stories and manuscripts of of the Bible. <clears throat> but I, I have good news. Sorry. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> So I have good news. Good news within the good news. You don't really have to have a full understanding. and I mean, it's, you should. It's a good, good practice and you should know all these things, these points of validation. But the good news is the apostles did not strive to prove the resurrection, but rather they proclaimed it. They didn't rely on their power or uh, on the evidence of of this and that but they they proclaimed the gospel they um you know they didn't have any powerful arguments or debates but by the power of the gospel to save and that's what they relied on <clears throat> and that's what i encourage you guys to um, rely on as well i know some people are afraid to share the gospel because what if someone asks me this and i can't answer you don't have to worry about that. The Holy Spirit is with you and He will guide you and, and speak through you. <clears throat> Same way He's doing with me here. I'm I'm not a public speaker, that's one of my biggest fears, you know? And I'm up here uh, being obedient to the Spirit. Here are some examples regarding the I highlighted the power of God. In First Corinthians one eighteen. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It's the power of God. He, they preached the power of God. They didn't rely on uh, debates or, or anything like that. 1 Corinthians one twenty two to 24. For Jews request a sign, and, and Greeks seek after wisdom. Right, the... Jews were waiting for their Messiah, looking for all the signs for the Messiah to come. And Greeks, they wanted wisdom, knowledge, right? Know thyself. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. It was foolishness to the Greeks. They didn't. They thought a resurrection, a resurrected Christ, was foolish. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. All you have to do is preach Christ crucified. You should be studying. You should be reading up on other things. But if you just need to know one thing, you need to know the power of God and Christ crucified. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech, Or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. Isn't that encouraging to those that are not good at speaking and public speaking, right? He this is the Apostle Paul. He was not excellent in speech, but for I determined, not knowing anything among you, except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen? Because Paul was not, he didn't come with eloquent words, or he claimed to have great wisdom, right? He had faith in the power of God. Is faith important? Why? It's not as important as, a, as the object of our faith. Because people can have faith in statues and trees and buildings and stars and astrology and signs. But that's the, the object of their faith is dead. The object of our faith is Jesus who's alive. The object of our faith is Jesus Christ and the gospel. <clears throat> And the last one, if you haven't memorized any Bible verses yet, this is a good one to memorize. <clears throat> Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also the Greek. It's the power of God to salvation. That's the gospel, folks it's for everyone not just for the jews or the greeks it's for everyone and why is the gospel powerful because it's of god it's from him it's not from us it's not our message it's god's message plain and simple just don't overthink it you know it's from god preach it it's from a powerful god so he is risen Actually, before that, before I get into that, um, let me go back to the first slide. I just wanted to emphasize um, here in the resurrection, um, a few points where he says, but if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. If Christ is not risen, there's a few things. Our preaching is empty. Our faith is empty. We are false witnesses of God. That means we, we're blaspheming God because we're saying that, we're testifying that God has not raised up Christ, as it says here in the text. And we're saying that the dead is not raised. And we're saying that we're, your faith is futile without God. It's useless, it's, it's empty. And you're still in your sins. And those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished, meaning... My lost—I mean, not lost. My loved ones who have passed away and gone to be with the Lord. If Christ has not res, has been resurrected, they're gone. It says, if oh if this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all of all men the most pitiable. Meaning, if Christ did not rise, our hope in Christ, we are pitied. Pay attention to the last verse on verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. And he has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So Christ is risen. And that's the good news. And he is the first fruits. You can't be the first if there's nothing to follow. There's no second or third. And that gives you hope, right? It gives me hope because he was the first to rise from the dead to never die again. And because Christ is risen, our preaching is not empty. Because Christ is risen, our faith is not empty. And we are not blaspheming God when we testify of God that he raised up Christ. We are truth tellers. And that's the most important truth we can tell. Right? And our faith is not futile. And we are not in our sins anymore. Amen? And those who have fallen asleep, our loved ones who have gone to be with the Lord, I have hope that one day I'm going to be with them in heaven. With Christ, because he is risen. Amen. And we are not going to be the most pitiable. Because <laughs> Christ is risen and he is the first fruit. So he is risen. There's many, many ways to. Um, there's a, yeah, there's many ways to to preach the gospel and t- and explain it. <clears throat> so I figured I'd just give you a little simple um, explanation on my end. If you really want, that's you know First Corinthians fifteen one through eight. That's the gospel um, outlined. But the gospel is. When the fall happened with Adam, right? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. And we are all sinful, sinful men, and we're facing the justice of a righteous God. We crave justice, right? If you see something unfair, you're, it, it upsets you, right? And if you guys don't believe me, come with me to Superbook and when we play games and you see the little kids and I'm a little lenient with the rules because you know you have the little kids and the older kids and the little kids don't really understand the rules so I let them play let them have fun within a few seconds you get other kids screaming that's not fair (laughs) that's not fair you're not supposed to do even with the little kids they crave justice they want fairness but guess what If we get what's fair, we all die. Think about that. We want fairness and justice, but if we do get that, we all die because we're all sinners and the wages of sin is death. Wages meaning it's what we deserve. That's the debt we cannot pay, which Jesus paid on the cross. And by dying on the cross, he was our substitutionary uh, atoning death on the cross that Christ died for sin once and for all, right? The just for the unjust in order to bring us back to God. He was sinless. He was the perfect lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. And his, and my sin was imputed on Christ on the cross. And his righteousness was imputed on me on the cross. See, God doesn't see me anymore as a sinner. I am covered in the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Amen. That's the hope that we hang our faith in. And when that happened, that great exchange of his righteousness and my sin on that cross, that was the only evidence, the only evidence of God that he accepted that great exchange was the resurrection of God he said, it is finished. The debt has been paid. And that's the sacrifice. We, we owed a debt that we could not pay. I've heard that many times. And Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe in full. And our receipt for that exchange is the resurrection. Amen. So he is risen. So I wasn't sure what um, as I end I have a challenge and I wasn't sure I just remembered hearing Pastor Frank tell the story I think it was Lincoln or uh, uh, Lincoln or one of the other presidents took him to um, church and asked him how the sermon was and he said it it was good but there was no challenge so this is what inspired me for the challenge that I challenge everyone here and when you set a goal, I don't know if you've heard this, when you set a goal, it has to be SMART. The acronym for SMART is S is for specific, M is for measurable, A is for attainable, R is for relevant, and T is time-bounded. So that way, you know that you can achieve this, um, this goal. right? So in, this, in the same way, in the same respect, I want this challenge to be SMART as well. You guys ready? Share the gospel. Okay? Share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the full and complete gospel. The fact that he died for our sins and didn't stay dead, but on the third day he rose again. Okay? Find one person. Be specific. Find one person. Doesn't have to be a million people. When I was, um, it can be overwhelming. When I was training for the marathon and I actually ran it, It's 26.2 miles. And one of the things that helped me was the saying, run the mile you're in. So one mile at a time, one step at a time. Because if you look at the whole thing, it's overwhelming. And you'll be discouraged. So don't say you're going to share the gospel with 500 people. Just share it with one person. Okay? And um, if if you can't find someone who doesn't know the gospel... Let's say everybody in your family already knows. Talk about it. Ask about it. Because maybe they don't have the full and complete understanding of the gospel. And um, <laughs> my wife's not here. I was walking with her one day. I'm like, tell me, do you know the gospel? <laughs> By the way, my wife is, uh, is a believer. He grew up in the faith and very similar to um, uh, Pastor Lou's story of coming to Christ and everything. And... uh She's known um, Jesus for way, way longer than I have. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, funny when, when I, do you, do you know the gospel? She's like, yeah. I'm like, tell me about it, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> it's a good conversation, you know, especially this week, you know, Holy Week. It's a good time to reflect on what God has done for us uh, on the cross, that uh, suffering, the life, Uh, the perfect life, the sinless life, his death and his resurrection. And for the non-believer, there's no better time to accept uh, Jesus Christ than now. Tomorrow is not promised. You may never get another chance. Amen? I pray that God gives you ears to hear and and, um, you draw near to him, because he will draw near to you. So I'm going to ask the worship team um, to come up, he is risen. Amen. amen. He is risen. He is risen. I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, uh, for this day, for the breath in our lungs, which is from you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord because you did not stay dead. You have been raised, Lord God. You came back to life. You did everything you said you would. From that great exchange, Lord God, all my sins, all our sins, you took, Lord God, the wrath of God, that cup. You took it all, Lord God, and gave us, not only did you take it for us, but you gave gave us your righteousness, Lord God. So we are spotless in the eyes of the Father through you, through your blood. Thank you, Father, for a debt, for paying a debt that we could not pay ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for the resurrection. And I pray, Lord God, that you just speak through us, Lord. Allow us, Lord, to give us the power and boldness that that the same power that you gave your apostles, your disciples, Lord God, to preach the gospel. Thank you, Lord, and I pray all this in your son's name, Jesus, our Lord, and our risen Savior. Amen. Thank you, Ron.
0: Thank you, Lord, for your word. Brothers and sisters, as we close in song, the altars are open for you if you'd like to come and pray here before we spend time in prayer.
1: Jesus. Heart is glad that you call me your own. There's no place I'd rather be.
0: Father God, we are grateful, Lord, for your holy word, your precious word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, proclaimed boldly this night, Lord, we just ask that you to help us remember what we've learned, stir in our hearts, Lord, this challenge to proclaim your love for others in the gospel of Jesus, Lord. May you be honored always, Lord, and as we spend this time meditating more, Lord, and, and so much more around the country, around the world, focused on Jesus, in this week, Lord God, we just pray that hearts would be turned and inclined towards you, softened and open to receive the gospel, to make that exchange. Lord, of their sin for your righteousness. May you be honored always, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.